Hey friends and welcome back to another episode of the On The Table podcast. In case you're, you're not too sure what it is, this is where we bring four Christians together every week to discuss the matters which are on the table. So the point of the podcast is to make us not just think Christian things, but how rather, how do we turn what we believe into action? So the podcast aims to answer the question, how can I take the theological truths we profess and we believe and how can I apply those beliefs into my everyday Christian life so you'd be glad to know it's not just me on the table today i have three more amazing guests who you're going to get to meet shortly i'll quickly introduce myself i'm toye i'm from birmingham 0121 berms on my back the west midlands um i live in manchester now right sunny manchester part of the amazing team here at our god-given mission where i'm an online editor um i love theology i love football i'm a chelsea fan i'll say that every single episode i love chelsea football club but that's pretty much me and then next to my left, we have Rafaro. Introduce yourself. Hey, uh, like you just said, bro, my name's Rafaro. I'm originally from Zimbabwe, but I kind of grew oh. up in Newcastle. So shout out 0191. <laughs> it does not, <laughs> that does not roll off the tongue. It does, 0191. Yo, we, it's we don't know much about gang life, but we'll, I'll rep my city to the end of the day, man. Um, okay. But yeah, actually, I moved to Manchester for university maybe five years ago now graduated kind of loved the city so much slash found a significant other who gave me considerable reason to stay (laughs) and then i became a pastor at my church as well so that's kind of what i do now but i also work within biomedical science as well amazing amazing nice to meet you up next we have lisa lisa hi everyone um so like i said my name is lisa i'm a scientist a lover of jesus an artist i sing and yeah, I just really enjoy life. <laughs> I really do. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and the sun is streaming through my windows. Um, I have very um, transparent curtains, um, translucent, I would say. So I like the lights coming through in the mornings. And do you know, like on a Saturday when you lie in and you wake up naturally and you stretch and you're just like, thank you, Jesus, for life. Yeah, yeah, I that. don't do that. I, <laughs> I, I wish I was that you, person, you but I'm to, not. I you need to go back, pray about it, and just say, God, wow. <laughs> God, I want that. I'm but an I, ugly <laughs> sleeper. Like, I wake up Saturday morning and I stay in bed for like another two hours and I yeah, just yeah. slowly crawl out of bed. I'm on, I'm on your tip, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, we have at the table Susanna. Susanna. Um, yes, my name's Susanna say it again just in case you missed that um i am probably the oldest one here yeah yeah <laughs> you couldn't even deny that this this is not great for a podcast but she doesn't look like the oldest one here basically well, thanks um i am a social worker um i yeah i just love jesus I love to worship. I love his name. Come on. Um, I love to praise that name right. that amen. saved me. So, yeah, that's me. Amen. Why did I say amen? I feel like it's such a, it's such a Christian, Christian response, man. Amen. What are they like? Full amen. Stop, so good. Basically. So good. You finish yeah. sentence, amen. Full stop. Amen. <laughs> We're so great to meet all of you. And today on the table, we have everyone's favorite topic, which is Christian relationships yeah. right right we're, we're seeing how long we could go without talking about it but i guess today is the day we're going to be talking about, about dating this. right more specifically christian dating and why dating is such an interesting topic to talk about is because the bible doesn't really have a set script on dating the bible makes no mention of dating anywhere in the scripture at least not in a modern sense um in the bible when people would get together they're pretty much arranged by their parents or a man would see a woman say hey yo shoddy how you doing <laughs> And she'd be by a well as well. By Most a well. of the times, she would be at the well. <laughs> he would see well, her. well were basically I'm... the bars of like pretty much the, of... the Jesus times. Yeah, so a man will, will spot a lady, say, "Hey, you're you're, you're pretty cool," and then he'll go to her father and ask for a hand in marriage, and they would get married. That was pretty much it. There was no boyfriend, no girlfriend, no going to the cinema or a movie to learn about each other's likes and dislikes. Um, and what that now means today is because the Bible doesn't really speak about it specifically, everyone has their own ideas and principles as to how they believe kind of Christians should date. And some people altogether don't think Christians should date at all. Um, so let's, let's kind of start there is kind of what, what do you guys think about the, the terms dating or would you rather use kind of courtship or how would you kind of distinguish and define the two terms just to kind of kick us off if anyone would like to jump in there. Hmm. I'll, I'll 
let you go, Lisa. Um, <laughs> I think from yeah. from what I'm I least dated. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what I understand of courtship is courtship is getting into a relationship with the intention of getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a Christian, um, I don't see why you would get into uh, a romantic relationship without the intention of getting married. Otherwise, to me, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, because what are you getting into a relationship for? To have fun? <laughs> what What does it lead to? Yeah. Um, and I think if you want to use the term dating, then what, what would you say dating is? I think as a Christian, you should be focused, regardless of if you use dating or courtship, mm-hmm. um, the angle should be marriage because that is what God wanted for us. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. He didn't yeah. say Adam and Eve you know, get to know each other, you know, walk around the, <laughs> walk around the garden a little bit, you know, show him, um, show Eve the, the great um, landscapes and woo her. No, he was like, oh, this is Eve. She's great, isn't she? Mm-hmm. And then he took her and he made it, he sort of like consummated um, everything and she became um, his wife. Yeah. So the end goal is marriage, whether you decide to use the term dating or courtship. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah, I would, I would, agree with that actually and even just add on a little bit that both are intentional i think where with dating the the goal is more like right i'm i'm going to the goal is always marriage but when i'm dating i'm more figuring out or oh, what do i like what are my love languages what mm-hmm. what do i appreciate what do i value which i guess will come into a question mm-hmm. we're going to look at later about should christians date spoiler alert i think yes um but then i think courtship is like exactly like you said it's um, I'm being intentional about this person I'm with. Mm-hmm. So dating is like marriage is the goal, but I'm still figuring out what I want, which you, you could argue it's a bit selfish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but then courtship is like I'm committed to that same goal, but now with another person. Yeah. So I guess that would be my distinction of dating and courtship. Okay. I think that's perfect. Because I think sometimes, I think even maybe more so for... A younger generation when the church says you know you should be kind of dating with marriage in mind that sometimes that can get a little bit mixed up of well that means I'm gonna have to marry the the first man I meet straight away because you know I can't like this sounds wrong but test the waters in other places so I think how you've just put it is absolutely perfect it's that um it's that process of getting to know you with another person and I think it's only that process where you get to find out actually this is what I want this is not actually quite a right fit for me mm-hmm. and then you know you're learning about yourself yeah as well as learning about somebody else so I think that is perfect mm. yeah okay yeah I, I'm picking up what you guys are putting down and we're, we're talking about kind of kind of dating more so to, to kind of kick off with so my, my first question then would be how do Christians kind of go about dating then and let's start at the very beginning of even entering that dating relationship is it a case of all right there's a girl in my youth group. I just love the way she worships, right? She has her hands in the air, her hair is waving, and I'm, I'm interested in her. What do I do as a, as a young man? And the, the T is, and the, what the TL keep on saying is that Christian men just don't have game at Ooh. all. Christian men don't know how to approach Christian women. Um, so as a, as a guy, we can start with you, Rafael, and hear what the ladies have to say. How should Christians go about entering these relationships? Should I go to her pastor and say, Hey, pastor, I'm interested in taking this woman who's like your flock, who you care for and you tend for. I am quite serious about it. Or is it like I send a, hey, big head text. Hey, girl, um, what are you uh, How do Christians go about entering these, these relationships that we speak of? Um, I think but before you even go about entering it, there's a few things you need to ask yourself. Like, what is my intention for this other person? I guess mm-hmm. me speaking from a guy's perspective and speaking to any guys out there, young or older, if you are single and you are... You know, eyeing up a fine young lady, my question would be like, what is your intention here? Because I think, and we're probably going to get into it, like Christian men have a reputation for actually being worse than non-Christian men in oh, some regards. You said it. Um, okay. And I've experienced that both in my before Christ days while still being a Christian as well as um, just people around me. And so I'd say, okay, cool. What, what are your intentions here? And if you decide, okay, cool, my intentions are to just to get to know somebody, you don't have to specifically say that oh this is the person i'm going to marry but i think some things you should think about is okay cool uh intentionality 
accountability and then boundaries as well. But also, let's be honest with yourself, because I think a lot of the time, I think maybe people feel pressure to say, my intention is um, to court you, because I would like to marry you. Well, actually, maybe that is not the intention. So, and I think there's some pressure on, because of the church and kind of, you know, you need to get married, blah, blah, blah that men, women will say, I want to date you because I want to marry you, when actually that is not... That's not the reality, yeah. 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 So I think there's sometimes a blurred line and that has to be clear as well. But just to say, just to go off what you were saying about the worship, the girl over there, <laughs> I've had that guy approach me at the end of a service. The way you worship is so beautiful. I don't know why I have to go American, but I do. Um, and I was just like... Why were you watching me? Yeah, you should be watching where, where the Lord. Eyes, <laughs> yeah, like that. Just to say, guys, well, well, is not well, having said that, attractive. Having said that, yeah. Um, my my girlfriend right now, I did you use the line? I didn't use the line. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. like she she's a worship leader at our church, and so there was one day I was just in worship, and then you know you look up the Lord, the Lord lifted my head. <laughs> I like to say, and I saw it's leading worship. I was like, wow, it's an angel. She's so I was gazing upon the Lord and the Lord showed me. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm joking for humorous effect, but that is a real, true story. Mm-hmm. But I do think, yeah, in God, God can use any moment. So yeah. I don't think everybody who uses that line is definitely authentic. Yeah, yeah. But don't disqualify that, hey, after, after church that you have to go approach that girl. Maybe let, let's sit for a bit. Maybe get her number through, you know, sensible mm-hmm. means. And then say, oh, I really love the way that you worship then leave it there so would you say then before kind of asking somebody out it's it's putting down those foundations of a friendship before then you get into that pattern of dating yes i would i, th- I think f- um a relationship built on a foundation of friendship is just so much stronger mm. it's more dangerous in the sense that if things go wrong you do lose a friendship so mm. i think it's high risk but it's so much worth it if it pays yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And that's why you always have to think about it before you go in, like, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And let's, before I go for what I want, let me just get to know this person. Let me just become friends with her, hang out in social settings, see what, you, what she likes, what she doesn't like. And should you then pursue it after that, it's like, okay, cool, I'm not now trying to get into her pants, as it were. I'm now like, oh, I've got <laughs> a friendship with this person, and then it has the potential mm-hmm. to become more. Not that Christian men are trying to do any of that, of course. <laughs> of course not. not. My brothers. <laughs> nice, no. um, I was going to say, I really liked your point that you made. Um, at my job, um, I work as student recruitment advisor. They always tell us to manage expectations. Um, and I think it's really interesting um, in the dating world. I think when you get to a certain age, usually when you enter university, um, everyone is everyone is fair game. Um, you're in your youth group, I was like, oh my goodness, is this, could, could it be, is it he, oh my goodness, um, like all of a sudden your worship posture changes from actually like trying to impress God to trying to be extra, to mm. be seen. Is, is that a reality for girls? I think it is, I think it was a reality for me, um, just trying to be noticed and feel like I was, um, I don't know what the word is, but there. Yeah. If that makes sense. If you look in nature, um, every beautiful flower is beautiful for a reason to yeah. attract a bee. Um, a bee or a pollinator. A pollinator yeah. That is why it's there. And I think um, I really enjoy God um, because you can see his handiwork and his intentions in everything that he does. So as a woman, you're not going to be um, you're not going to be like ratchet and like, you know, a bit trashy. Um, in the way that you come across, you're going to come across as your your most beautiful self. Um, and when you're in the Christian church context, that might be, I'm going to st- extend my hand. Okay, I've, I've, I've got a question for, for the two ladies here then. So is that how a woman shoots, should shoot her shot? Do we believe in that? Is that a thing? Shoot her shot. So this, this idea, I, I've seen a lot of kind of Christian men and women kind of say the same thing, that when it comes to relationship and court in it, the onus is on the man to initiate anything. So... The role of a woman simply is to kind of strategically position yourself. Be that flower. Um, like to be that flower and then wait around for a man to kind of come along. And then Rafara's point is, is, is there like a, mm. 
incentive or a role a woman plays when it comes to entering those relationships? Like, what, what, what does that look like for a woman? Um, I was going to say, just going back to the managing expectations point. Sorry, yeah, please. Is um, going into a relationship in the church context, I feel like people feel pressured to pair up quickly. Um, because you don't want a good one to go or it could it be is it he if I've like not taken my opportunity um, but if you are going into friendship and you actually don't feel pressure to say I want to court you because I want to marry you like the first two days of seeing them but actually saying that um, I want to get to know you better um, with no pressure or no strings attached mm-hmm. um, the thing is there is slight pressure attack because we know girls they're like oh my goodness this guy said he wants to <laughs> get to know me um, but actually managing expectations on both sides to saying that this might not be dating but i would like to get to know you because i don't know how i feel about you right now Mm. it's never going to be an instantaneous thing um um, i feel like hollywood lied to us so much um because they have given us the notion of um love at first sight it's lust at first sight it's infatuation at first sight it's not actually love because if we actually look biblically at the love that we're supposed to have in relationships is agape love. Mm. And it does not tell me in the Bible that agape love is like based on, I don't know, a hormone release. It's very much um, a verb. It's a doing word. And the extent to which God's love is for us and the way we're supposed to show it to others, especially our significant other, cannot be based off infatuation. So you saying that you want to get to know someone is you saying that I want to have companionship with you because ultimately the person that you end up with is not just the person that you're going to, I don't know, sleep with, but the person that you're going to share the deepest bits of yourself with, the person that's that's going to watch you walk through the hardest bits of yourself with. And you do not need Eros love for that. You need Agape love for that. Um, And that love never fails. So having and going through the the stages of um, dating, courtship, um, and the stages before that, managing expectations, it's a slow burner, but those are the things that really that last. last forever. Those and are like more the meaningful deep- as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I completely get what you're saying. And I think when Christians typically talk about dating and, and, and courtship, it, it often tends to be this kind of theoretical thing um, that we kind of discuss in our heads. But the whole point of the podcast is to, is to make it practical. So let's say, for example, let's go back to that girl I saw at worship night who was just worshipping so fervently I couldn't keep my gaze from her and there's, there's like an emotional pull there yeah. so what does it then look like from a Christian perspective to kind of go about dating is it a case of from that instant I notice her I, I need to go and to say to hey I, I want to pursue a relationship but I want to be friends first so let's be friends for a bit and after we're friends for a year we can then date and then date for a bit and then court and then court for a bit and then marry like what does that actually practically look like for Christians in the 21st century do I go to her parents do i go to her pastor and say can i have your flock's hand in courtship like what, what do you actually do and what That's does it such look a like strange but i think a lot of people kind of struggle with that because the, 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 it is a gray area in scripture so there's no like bible verse you can point to that says hey these are the three things you need to do so we're kind of left to kind of use biblical principles from mm-hmm. kind of like marriage and apply that to but what does that actually look like for the everyday Christian who's interested in significant other, what do they do with that emotion? Cool. Um, from I, can, I guess I can answer only from a guy's perspective, and I don't claim to have all the answers or know everything, but from, from my experience with um, the person who I'm with right now, I was like, cool. And I, I noticed it, but I didn't act on it in that moment because, like mm-hmm. you said, it's, it's first of all, it's, it's an emotional thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it is lust. It, it is like the I... Um, but you know the Bible teaches not to make decisions out of our emotions. So I, I left it for a few days. Like, okay, cool. Do I? Will I still feel the same on Tuesday? Will I still feel the same a week, two weeks later? I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I do. Then I started to pray about it, and I was like, okay, cool. God, this is somebody who I'm potentially interested in. Um, do I have your blessing to kind of go forward for it? Because that it happened at a time when, as well, when I was um, not really in, getting involved with girls, I was like, God, I'm just going to focus on you. And I was like, oh, I've, I've noticed this person what do you think God and I think you should definitely ask God what he thinks because you know not every good thing is a God thing yeah mm-hmm. that girl could look great she could look, look whatever but you know you may be on a journey and she may be on a journey and it's just not the right time um so I would say pray about it which seems cliche but set like okay cool for these this month I actually prayed for three months but I'd say for somebody else 
say for four weeks i'm not actually going to talk to this person i'm going to pray god what are your thoughts on this and that that's where intentionality comes from and i don't think you need to communicate to her that okay cool i'm i'm being your friend for three and a half months then we're going to date for a year and then i'm going to propose and then because that's too intense it's scary and it throws them off so i'd say just approach her and start a conversation like girls Mm -hmm. are human beings guys let me let me level with you for a second. We are sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I mean, just catch it at right, the right time of the month. But anyway. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm speaking about my own experience. Not everybody. Not everybody. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Let me not dig myself anyway. But um, yeah, like just pray about it and then just, just spark a conversation. Like, do you guys like the same things? How, how does your friendship chemistry gel? How, like, do you guys even like the same amount of stuff? Do you feel see god in the same way do you like kids do you not like kids what are your family background all these things are maybe not the driving things for the relationship at first but they're what sustains it in the end they they become the relationship so just get to know somebody as a person then as a friend and then if it grows and blossoms from them um you do that how to guess practically um asking for blessing from the pastor i think it's good to let your pastor know that you're doing it so that you've got that accountability then but i I, asking for permission is not to say outdated but i think i'd say ask for for blessing not for permission because this girl does not belong to any of these whoever's Mm -hmm. but saying hey this is something i'm thinking about um my my youth pastor what do you what do you think about it they'll give you their two cents they'll pray with you they might say, yeah, sure. And the fact that somebody else knows about it and your intentions means that you're accountable. And should you two be spotted in McDonald's car park, whatever, and <laughs> your youth pastor hears, oh, it's all right, I already know. And then your youth pastor is actually there to protect you against the whoever's out there who might be saying this or saying that. And they said romance was dead, right? McDonald's car park? <laughs> <laughs> Not even <laughs> in McDonald's, in the car park. Um, hmm. I think... I had some really good advice once, actually. And um, even before maybe spending time one-on-one, because obviously, like what you were saying, Lisa, people are going to show you the best version of themselves if they're interested in in pursuing anything. So one of the best pieces of advice I had was, yes, you can have that one-on-one time, but also spend time with their friends because their friends will tell you a lot about that person. Mm. Let's not waste time with this facade that is, is being put before us. What, how do they interact with their friendships, their families? How do they interact You know, when you're talking about God? Da, 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 da. And so for me, I think, I think it needs to be more organic and natural to understand that person rather than, I think it, it gets to the point where you do have to have that conversation of what is the next step, why are we doing this and what have you. But I think to get a true understanding of a person, it has to be quite organic, natural and in you know a natural environment. Um, I think as well, it's very dependent on age. I'm older. I don't have time to waste. I don't have a youth group to meet people at. <laughs> like, and I think it's very hard as an older Christian person to meet other single Christian men because yeah. um, they're all getting married in their youth groups. So by the time they get to my story, <laughs> I'm just Sorry. like, where are you all at? I'm <laughs> like, where are you all at? So... Again, I think the way you would go about dating, like, I get what you're saying, you know, let's not rush, let's let's take things slow. And yes, take things slow, but let's not go too slow. And for me, that is where a lot of Christian men are at, at around my age. Like, I get it, pray, ask God. If you want to fast, if you want to fast, fine, but let's... Let's, let's, to know. let's yeah let, let it let's be real as well like 
you're still just a person. Do you, do you know what I mean? Let's not get so like, and this is crazy for me to say because in all other areas of my life, I'm like, no, we need to fast, we need to pray. And I'm not saying don't do that going into relationships, but at the same time, like just be honest and communicate yeah. Yeah, and pray. Let's not just like, oh yeah, I like you, but I'm gonna shut myself off for 6,000 years and seek God and then I will let you know I've moved on. Like, no, I, I agree. I think, <laughs> contradicting myself, I guess, but like we, we as Christians tend to over-spiritualize things. Yes. Like, and it's definitely, dating is definitely spiritual, but it's not complicated. Yes, And that's I think it. those two points are just like of communicating and being honest. Yeah, just keep huge. it simple. Let's be simplistic. God is not complicated. God is very simple in how he moves, how he speaks. You know, there was one person that I was talking to and I was talking to him for about three weeks. And all through that time, I was saying, you know, I'm still praying and talking to God. You know, had it on the table as that. And um, and then one day God just said to me, you know, let's pause here. Let's not go any further. And then I, because he knew that's what I was doing, I was able to say, actually, I've heard God speak and this is what he's saying. So let us just pause and let's not do anything else right now. So I think it is just keep it simple, make it plain and yeah, and just, be natural about it. I mm. think sometimes in the church, everyone's like, oh, they're gonna want a super spiritual husband, wife. I have to look super spiritual and do X, Y, Z, and then I'll be yeah. more attractive and then it never goes anywhere. Or you're marrying Mr. Fakery yeah. because he thought he had, you had these expectations that you actually never had. And I guess that comes on to expectation management, like what you said. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've also on that, um, on, on a Sunday is essentially a, a snapshot of what people's spiritual lives are like, yeah. right? Yeah. So somebody looks great in youth group or looks great on a Sunday morning with their hands up, but are they really like that Monday to Friday? Mm-hmm. And that, that's where like, just like getting to know the person and their spiritual habits. How do they approach you in a fight or in an argument? How do they approach you um, when you guys are disagreeing or when they're happy or when they're sad? Is their answer really that posture of worship that you were attracted to? But I think yeah. even before you ask that question about somebody else, what are you like with God? Ooh. Like, you can't have expectations for someone to be some prayer warrior when you can't even bother to pray in the morning. Like, why are you setting such a standard that you don't even meet? So I think to when you're asking those dating questions or, you know, what do I want in my partner? Well, are you ready for that partner that you want? Oh, yeah. Are you are you at that place where they that if my if my Mr. Right is this prayer warrior who worships who loves his word if he was to meet me and I was not that person he wouldn't even see he wouldn't even see me I would not be attractive to him so if I'm looking for that in somebody then let me be that person as well are you what you are looking for is looking for yes I was gonna say as well just. Uh, just to buttress that, um, <laughs> I also say that we actually need to take it back to the importance of why we walk with God. Um, it's not being all those things to attract someone, but actually, where is your faith at? Mm. Full stop. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because that person is not going to get you to heaven. Only Jesus is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what does your relationship and your walk? look like with God because ultimately speaking um when you meet the Lord face to face and he's you know asking you all these questions like well I was with this guy and you know we did all these things together and we did this and you're like so what what were me and you doing Mm -hmm. what was what was our relationship like um I can't trust um quick story when I was little because my dad is a a pastor I was brought up in the the church one thing that I always remember is that I don't get into heaven just because my dad's a pastor Mm, yeah full stop it's always going to be my personal relationship with God. Yeah. Like you can't hang on somebody's personal relationship with God. That needs to be something first and foremost that you need to have for yourself mm. in life, even before you think about having a relationship yeah. with someone else, because the only relationship that really matters is you <laughs> and God. Yeah. Full stop. Amen. So good. Full stop. Um, and the deep satisfaction that you're wanting to find in someone else, no one else can actually fill the hole yeah. but God. Yeah. 
That's so good. Everybody else and everything else in life is an added extra. Mm. But God is the one that fills that tank up. Best believe that when you get into a relationship and someone is riling you up and you're just like, God, why am I even here? You're just like, you fill my cup, Lord. Yeah, yeah. so good. You fill my cup. And that is how you can pour out the, the agape love and the list that comes under that. You can pour that out and not mm-hmm. be a, a leech and just suck out from someone, but actually be someone that pours into mm. whatever you have. Yeah, yeah I guess we came so from... Perfect. Sorry, go ahead. Regan. No, I was just saying yes and amen, Lisa. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I guess we're, com- we're coming from the question with the assumption that you're a Christian and they're a Christian. But what about in a situation where they are a Christian, but you guys are not equally yoked? Mm. I don't know what anybody around the table thinks about that. Well, I have a good story about that. <laughs> um, so when I became a Christian, I was like 16, 17. Um, but... I, my mum was like a first generation Christian. She'd not long been saved. And then, you know, she introduced me to God and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have really that that environment that I was growing up in that um, was kind of teaching me what it looked like to be, um, to have a close relationship with God. Anyway, so I, I meet this guy. I believe in God. He really doesn't. Um, we ended up being together for 10 years Um, and you know through our relationship I'm becoming closer and closer to God and he does actually um, become a Christian all by himself and yes but it was hard work because there's just not that same understanding or there's a temptation to say um, come do what I'm doing for a little bit do you know, and so it's different. And even in the relationship, you're speaking from one angle, and they totally are speaking from a completely mm. different perspective. And so you're not seeing anything in the same light on the same page. So, and I think as well, a lot of the time you get somebody in the relationship who was kind of, oh, I can save you, I can make you into who God wants you to be, yeah. and I can be your Jesus for you in this. And that's never gonna work either. Um, I'm not saying that you can't influence somebody and you can't kind of encourage them into that closer relationship with God, but that doesn't need to be at the point where you're like, you know, considering getting married. I think that has to be, um, you have to have an understanding of each other and where you're both at and if you're both walking that same path Mm. before you make any solid commitments because otherwise you know there's that risk of taking one person into a direction that shouldn't have never been like you know if if i think of the story of abraham and isaac and abraham sending his servants go get isaac a wife you know his servant was like oh what if she doesn't come can i just take isaac to her no you don't do that you bring, you make sure that she's somebody that's coming into into the place of his promise of yeah, where he already so is. You're not going to take that partner out of the promise that God has already set for them because you're unequally yoked. It has to be someone that understands this is this is how God works. This is what He has for you. This is what He has for me, and together we're compatible and we're going in the same direction. Because. Um, you know, on the back of what you were saying, Lisa, for me, marriage, yeah, it's great, it's wonderful, it's a beautiful thing, but your priority has to be um, my marriage to Jesus and my commitment to him. If that person's going to take me from that and my purpose and my walk, then I don't want it. Maybe maybe that's why I'm here, it's my test. How bad do you want this? No, 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 it's true. (laughs) It's, It's so true. Your marriage to Jesus from the day you said yes is the most important thing because once you have that in your mind and in your heart, then you're ready to do anything. I think it's really in the generation that we find ourselves and dating culture and I don't know, these different challenges that are going on right now um, on the world of social media, there are certain things that someone who is married to Jesus will not be doing. Mm -hmm. They will not be doing. There is a certain conviction that you have 
you will not be doing i don't know the shadow challenge i don't even know what it's called <laughs> shadow, shadow challenge, challenge. i don't what even know that? what it's called i think she means the silhouette there we the go <laughs> See, that's how you know she's a good christian woman <laughs> I'm she, she don't even know what it's called um but it's the kind of thing where it's like you will not be doing certain things having yeah. the boundaries chat you're just like do joseph and flee there are certain yeah. things when you're married to jesus and that is the the anchor for your life the very so thing good. that keeps you going is it's what grounds you it's yeah. so important actually um a pastor once told me that before you even think about um lo- and this is in the context i guess of dating but dating with the intention of marriage so i guess courtship mm-hmm. um that before you can love another person you first must love god mm-hmm. and then love yourself mm-hmm. and then it's from those two loves that you can then love another person mm-hmm. yeah if you if you don't love god then you are incapable of even loving yourself and if you don't love yourself yeah. you can't love another person mm-hmm. the way that god d- determined for them to be loved so right yeah. and then I, I guess the question i'm thinking of because I'm, I'm really thinking about our listeners who are probably maybe university students maybe around the 18 19 year old mark at what point for them should they feel like they should start considering dating if we're all saying that it's day with the intention to marry and let's say the average person is going to get married to i don't know 23 24 25 at what point as a believer should i start considering and Susanna, you have three daughters so mm-hmm. let's say one of your daughters says there was Jake in second period who had blue eyes and I'm just so mesmerized. We don't like Jake. Don't like Jake. Mm-hmm. What no, about no. Um, Ayomide? We don't like anybody. <laughs> for my ch- if, if my children are asking, I'm like, you're going to wait till you're 30, then we, we'll think about dating. <laughs> but no, I think if, like, seriously, if, if my children were asking me that question, my first question would be, what's the motivation? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you feel you're ready to date? Um, because if you're just wanting to date people because you want to be like your mates, then, well, no, mm-hmm. let's, let's not do that. And my second would be, well, how, how do you know what you're looking for? Like, how well do you know yourself? Are you dating because there are insecurities that you want fulfilling? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling lonely? Do you, you know, what is, is the reason that you want to date something that you're trying to fulfill in yourself because you know there's a void or what have you that can only because something that I've learned about myself is that I I was looking today or be in a relationship because there was something that I felt I needed that only a guy could give me yeah and when I became you know a lot closer in my walk with God, he fulfilled that gap. Yeah. So now when I'm looking at a guy or someone's talking to me, which is quite rare, but when it does happen, I'm not looking for him to meet any need. It's already been met. Yeah, he's so just a if, bonus. Exactly. So then I'm all, I, I can quite easily give it, I mean, take it or leave it because he doesn't need, I don't come need on, that's him. Powerful. So if my children come to me and say, mum, I'm looking to date this guy. Well, why mm-hmm. is he meeting a need or do you genuinely think that this is something that could go somewhere forever? And you know, it's, it's not you wanting something that you yeah. feel only he can, he can meet. So I'd be looking at their relationship with Jesus. And then, I, then I'd kind of take it for, I don't think there's a set age. I think it really is dependent on how well you know you, how satisfied you are with you. And that comes from how close yeah. your walk is with God. Yeah, that, that's really, really good. And then I guess, Rafara, you being a student pastor, what, what happens when one of your students could approach you and say, hey, Megan from Bible study, the way she exegeted the word just had me on my knees and I'm looking <laughs> to begin a relationship. What do you say to that person who is kind of entertaining the idea? Well, kind of similar to Susanna, what, what advice or what would you be looking for them to say? Um, yeah, I, I think things like that work really well because of the relationship that you that a pastor has with their, with their mm-hmm. students and fortunately say that I do. Uh, have that relationship I th- and just to go on something before I t- yeah. answer that question I think it's definitely a maturity thing because you can be 18 19 and be more mature than um, a person who is you know 27 28 mm-hmm. and so th- there's actually two of our students funnily enough in our church both about 20 21 are actually getting married this August and you know 
initially there were a few thoughts like oh whatever whatever but I, I was actually backing them I was like, actually no I, I know both these individuals they're very mature they've not just made this decision on a whim but they've really really thought about it and they saw counsel and they were very open and accountable at every stage of their relationship so i think they're mature enough to make the decision to live the rest of their lives together um but if if somebody comes up to me in that situation i'd be like okay cool let's let's talk about like why like similar to to suzanne and her daughters like what what are you looking for from the other person like are you interested in them for for them or is it because you feel like you have a deficiency that mm. you need yeah. them to satisfy um but I'd, I'd always say first of all are you ready are you in a place where that person could even see you in that way so first of all are you how 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 would you mainly when speaking to guys it's like how would you lead this relationship because not in an gender matriarch patriarchal society whatever but like the Bible says that you know the the man is the leader. You they're both equal, but they're different. Yeah. So to say, how are you prepared to lead another woman, uh, another person even in their life with God? And that's that's a lot of pressure, I guess, for for a young person. But when you're dating, you know, I do think there is a, a certain level of spiritual weight that comes upon us as guys, and you do have to consider that. Okay, cool. I am now not maybe in the sense of like being joined together as one, as the Bible speaks about, but you are kind of like. You sh- your relationship should be an imitation or practice run of what marriage is like. Mm. Yeah. So you should be like, okay, cool. I need to start leading our devotion times. I need to start praying over us and stuff like that. And so I'd say, okay, cool. Are you are you prepared to do that? Mm-hmm. How is your devotional life? And are you prepared to potentially lead a devotional life for two? Of course, she has responsibility for her own relationship with Jesus Christ. You are not her savior. You will not lead her to Christ. None of that, of course. But... Um, I think girls respond to, and I don't know the answers about girls, I guess I'm just going from my experience, but um, w- women respond to somebody who is not chasing them, but is chasing God. Yeah. And they're, they're chasing do. off them we as do. an overflow of that. Very much so. We do yeah. that. We do yeah. that. <laughs> Suzanne, we do? I, yes, we do. But uh, do you know what though? I kind of sound like such a downer, but you do. Oh, I don't know what to go on, go, go on. But I think this, I've had, okay. There's quite an expectation on women to lead men, I have found. Maybe it's just the men that I attract. <laughs> <laughs> what worlds are you hanging around? <laughs> what well, well, worlds? <laughs> I just need a daddy to go get a servant to get me a man. Um, but yeah, like men saying stuff like, oh, um, I, I want to be closer to God and, you know, you can help me with that. Or you can help me pray. I see how you pray. You can help me. And I'm like, wait, no. Suzanne, it's because you're just so spiritually strong. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, you, do, you go to the gym and you see the strongest person or you have a PT, you're just like, I want to look like that. Help me get to that. I, yeah, but that is not my... Cause, okay, maybe I'm just a traditionalist. You know, I going back to a question, I guess, you know, about men, women, who initiates. I am very much a traditionalist. If if you're interested, then approach. I want, I think, okay, I'll speak for myself. Um, you are to lead the household, to be the head with me supporting. You know, we do this together. So I don't want you coming to me and say, teach me how to pray. No never going to be attractive you know you need to be ready to do this alongside me you need to be ready to to run this thing together and not wait for me to kind of carry you yeah. i don't need that kind of burden <laughs> no that that's that, that's true actually and, and i i do agree um i've actually had this discussion about who should shoot their shoot their shot first and you know everybody's always like well ruth was was just doing what she was doing and then Boaz came to her. And, so, mm. and, th- and there's truth in that. I think when you are doing what God has tasked you to do, often you're running your race and then you look across the lane like, oh, rah, you're running too. Okay. That's it. Yeah, let's, let's combine. But it, exactly what you're saying there. They need to be running for themselves. Yes. Yes. You can't be like, okay, left leg, right leg, left leg. Because yeah. that, that's when you're unequally yoked and it's whatever. But I, I do think um this has the potential to fall into where a man can't be vulnerable in front of his 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 girlfriend or his wife and and i do think you should be yes leading the relationship but not above saying hey like babe i'm actually struggling right now can can you help me out but i think that's a different situation that's totally different. from like if you're, starting if you're, something 
yeah, it's a totally different situation. You know, I think th- it's different to be vulnerable and then it's different to also be... There is, there is there's strength in being vulnerable. So that, for me, isn't an issue. It's... it's just, I think Christian men just need to man up. <laughs> yeah. Foundations. But you know what? Maybe it's because as well, if, if we're going to be real, that I dated as a non-Christian and non-Christian men are so different... And maybe that's my struggle. Um, you know, a yeah. non-Christian man will just have things on the table and make it known, make it plain. And whereas a Christian guy will not say a single thing. Will not say a single thing. Is it like, sort of like they're skirting around, like this bit of shyness and reluctancy? I don't like know what it fear, is. Like they're tentative, like these women are going to kill us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like those spiders <laughs> that kill them. Black Widow is just yeah, fucking yeah. out. I don't know what it is, but um, I had one guy. This sounds like I speak to a lot of guys. I don't really. Don't. Yeah, so there's been guy number one, guy number two. I had six, one seven, guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he said to me that he didn't agree um, that men should approach women because Eve was given to Adam and Adam was just there. So Eve, because she was the one given, should be the one that approaches completely I, out of context yeah i was like i i don't think i don't think i agree um but i don't know i think yeah. it's yeah. come on i i would say i personally am traditionalist like you that you know i should approach my the girl and i did but in the same breath i'm actually not opposed to a girl shooting her shot mm-hmm. that but i think it can be dangerous because sometimes if it's her who initiates it she then ends up being the one who has to sustain it. And that can be yeah. quite, you know, straining and, you know, emotionally and, you know, spiritually exhausting in the long run. Yeah. So I, I don't think that, you know, the majority of the time the girl should, but I, I, not to say that she can't. And the way that a girl does it is, is like the, the, our flower analogy from before is making yourself known and seen and say, hey, brother, yeah. look this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be known to you, me, that kind of thing. And, um... And it's funny, nobody here, of course, knows, knows my girlfriend, those who are listening, but she, this is her voice speaking right now. She's very much like, um, not all women, but for herself, she views that the way that a woman shoots her shot is by, not with her words in the sense of like, oh, put your number on my phone or something like that. It's like how, so how you act. <laughs> it's body language, it's covert, and it's, yeah. it's sexual, but not in a sinful sexual way. It's sexual in, in like, the art form like it's 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 godly it's like she's like hey i am making myself known right now yeah. and i'm opening myself up but that that sounds <laughs> not the way that i wanted to come across but it's like she's putting herself out there in every way but her words yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but in a very respectful and god fearing yeah, way no. Thank you for, yeah, just, just, just for, for, for time's sake, thank you for that. And I think we, we didn't really get your last thoughts on that, Lisa. So let's say kind of you in your um, women's fellowship that you lead, one of your sisters in Christ kind of comes with you, making it known that there's a guy who's interested mm-hmm. and she's kind of considering or entertaining the idea of entering this relationship with her. What kind of bit of advice would you give to her okay. um, before she kind of enters that relationship? Um, what I would do is if I know this person really well, um, you know your sisters and you know their brokenness and you know their places of pain. Um, and as a good friend, you'd just be like, okay, so it, what is this playing into? Like, are you ready for this? I know you just got out of a really bad relationship. Are you, is your heart ready? Like, has God healed that place? Do you feel like it's just something that you just want to do just because you don't want to be alone? Or, you know, have you given yourself enough time to heal kind of thing? I'd ask her, where are you at with God? Like, are you still consistent? Are you still praying with him, praying to him? Um, are you still fellowshipping? Are you still, yeah, are you strong in the Lord right now? Um, and I'd ask more about this person. Like, I don't care how you feel about him. What's his walk with the Lord like? Yeah. Like, what, like, what does he believe in kind of thing? Because those ones are very much non-negotiable. Yeah. yeah. Because I always remind my friends that the person that you're marrying is the governor of your house. Mm. they're the person that's going to lead you they are the one who is going to lead your family they need to be before the lord and be able to hear from the lord to lead you and your family through everything Mm -hmm. so if they don't have a good relationship with god and you're just like 
that's a compromisable thing for you, yeah. then you're compromising your future, yeah. essentially, because you are sub you're submitted um, to someone who is now your head, essentially. So even though it's dating and you're just like, yeah, I just want to you know get to know this guy, you need to think, do I want him running my life? Yeah. And and I think so, that's why dating is a good thing because you get to understand, okay, cool, what do I expect from a man? What do I expect from um, a woman? What do I like? What do I not like? What are my love languages? What what are the things that I value um, and all of these? And that's why you only understand those things through dating. I'm not advocating serial dating for sure. I think you still need um, discernment and being selective and yeah. you know, being a little bit stush as well. Um, <laughs> this is a stush advocator. Yeah, I am, I am. Um, but I, I definitely, do, I think dating is a good thing for a young Christian to do because you that's that's how you grow as an individual you get you know relational skills through that as well mm. so a lot of guys you know um can't speak for everybody I guess but maybe you're told no girls focus on school and books the way whole way through your life then all of a sudden it's why don't I have any grandkids from your parents yeah. and it's like this complete flip but you need those social skills of how yeah. to talk to a girl how do you relate to a girl when she's upset and she's crying how do you comfort her how do you do all of these things and that only comes through friendships first of all having friends with guys and girls that are purely platonic but then also dating as well so just to say though just like caution kind of thing you know dating isn't just a physical thing it is very spiritual as well you know you hear about soul ties blah blah, blah. you know you can get so intertwined in the place of dating that um you you kind of forget your spiritual senses um, so, yeah, it, I think it does have to take a level of maturity to be ready to yeah. date because you don't want to get so intertwined spiritually and in your heart mm -hmm. that you you don't remain the person you yeah. were before you went into that relationship and you're carrying something that isn't of God. So I think to date requires maturity. Yeah. And just to add on that as well, I think that happens easy and faster when you are engaged in a sexual relationship but i think that can equally happen when you're not sex sexually um engaging with each other and it's just there's it's like amalgamation of your emotions and your spirit especially more for for young girls i hope i'm not overstepping when i say that but i think um you know there are, there are a lot of girls maybe in the church who have been heartbroken in the past and that's because they had this like really strong emotional and sometimes spiritual attachment with somebody that wasn't necessarily sexual but it was because they filled that gap that we were kind of talking about before with that guy mm. yeah yeah well we're gonna have to wrap it there just for, for for time's sake but thank you guys so so much for being on this episode i'm sure there was so much kind of content that was richly edifying and blessing and we hope it helps kind of that person listening to this conversation who is here who is struggling to to decide whether or not to enter this relationship or courtship and we thank you guys for listening as well and make sure to like this podcast make sure to comment make sure to share it with your friends and as always, we will catch you the same time next week with another episode of the On The Table podcast. See you there. Bye-bye. <laughs>